Hey guys, welcome to this episode on why food quality is more important the less that you're eating. Let's get into it. Okay, so as I said in that little intro clip, today's podcast is going to be about why food quality is more important the less that you eat, in my opinion anyway. So just to clear up some any potential confusion and lay some foundations for this episode, when I'm talking about how much you eat, we're going to be considering this in terms of the caloric content of your diet. So this is how many calories you're eating per day or per week, whatever it may be, rather than the actual physical amount. Because you could say that you're eating loads, but if you're eating loads of lettuce and spinach and broccoli, you're not eating loads. You're, you're eating a lot of physical size, but not calories and we're talking about calories here so for the sake of this podcast how much you eat is going to be based on calorie intake in terms of food quality probably more important to be aware of um, when I talk about high quality foods or you know uh, air quotes good foods compared to low quality food or air quotes bad food um, I'll be thinking about this in terms of the macronutrient profile of the food, the micronutrient profile of the food, bioavailability of the nutrients within the food, digestion rates, uh, how dense it is with calories, whether you're able to track it accurately, all all of these things um, that make good quality food, good quality. So, To get started with why I believe that food quality is more important the less you're eating, I want you to kind of visualise a graph. And uh, you know those graphs where x equals y, so it's just a straight line going diagonally. The higher up you are on that graph, so the more calories you're eating, the less important. I know, so that would be x equals minus... I don't know, I'm not that good at maths. But anyway, so the... Basically on this graph, the the more the higher your calorie intake, the less important your food quality is. And then the lower your calorie intake, the more important your food quality is. So better than a graph, let's look at it as a spectrum. On one end, you've got somebody that eats 4,000 calories a day. For this person, they're right at the end of the spectrum. Food quality is not very important for them. Then you've got the other end of the spectrum, spectrum, somebody that eats 500 calories a day. Food quality is extremely, extremely 100% important for them. And most people are going to be dotted somewhere along there. So that person that's bang on in the middle, food quality is quite important. You've got someone a bit higher, it's a bit less, but still important. So on and so on. You, you get what I'm saying. So let's take this guy that has uh, 4,000 calories because when you discuss things in extremes, it's easy to understand. So we all know a guy, or we've all seen a guy who is absolutely jacked and has a genetic blessing where he's able to eat four or 5,000 calories a day and maintain his weight on that. That's how much he needs to eat for weight maintenance. We always see these guys eating loads of low quality food. You know, they're always eating McDonald's and processed bars and all, all this crap that you know it's it's crap 
And that's because food quality just isn't as important for these people. And it's not because they're gods. It's not because of their genetics or anything like that. It's simply because of how much they're eating. If these people had to eat less, like you and I probably do, then they wouldn't be able to get away with eating like they are in terms of food quality. So there's a few reasons for this. First off, let's let's uh, put an even number to it. Let's say this person with the jacked guy with genetic blessings, he's eating 4,000 calories a day. Let's say that just 25% of his diet is, air quotes, healthy food, so high quality food. 25% of a diet as healthy food is really bad. Most people are aiming for like 80, you know, the 80-20 rule, or they're going for 90-10. So 25% is bad, and most people is probably better than this, so we're being cynical. So let's say that 25% of his diet is healthy food. That means that 1,000 calories, because 25% of 4,000 is 1,000. Well done for everyone that got that. That's 1,000 calories of, you know, quality protein, nutrients, healthy fats, everything that's going to get them closer to what their body needs each day, that's going to help them towards their threshold of where their nutrients need to be, where their protein needs to be, where their fibre needs to be, all of these uh, important things that make a healthy diet healthy. Within So we've used 1,000 calories. That leaves them with 3,000 calories of, air quotes, bad food. Within those 3,000 calories, because it's lower quality, crappy food, there might only be 30%, a third of the protein and the micronutrients, the vitamins that he would have got from those same 3,000 calories eating whole foods like steak and potatoes. So that means that hypothetically 3,000 calories of air quotes bad food, 30% of 3,000, 1,000 calories again. So that means that 3,000 calories of bad food is hypothetically in this scenario that I'm putting together equal to 1,000 calories of good quality food. So when we add these up and look at it this way, this guy is eating 4,000 calories of crappy foods, 25% good food. So his 4,000 calories consists of 1,000 calories of healthy food, 3,000 calories of unhealthy food. And this roughly equals a very healthy 2,000 calorie diet. So he is eating like absolute crap, all this junk food, barely any of it is healthy, only a quarter of it's healthy, but he's still getting 2,000 calories worth of, you know, quote unquote, perfect nutrition. So this means that if you are eating 2,000 calories in this same way, then you'd be getting around 1,000 calories of perfect nutrition. And do you think that you can get everything that your body needs in just 1,000 calories? Well, whether you think you can or not, you can't. I'm going to tell you you can't because you can't. So if you're eating a 2,000 calorie diet, half of what this guy is, you would need to be eating a completely perfect diet just to do what this guy is doing by eating 4,000 calories of junk. So... I think that kind of lays out the foundation of my thought process when I say that food quality becomes more and more important the less you are eating. 
Another reason is that 4,000 calories is a lot of food. And people that eat a lot of food often say that they need to, they have to eat junk food just in order to maintain their weight. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to eat enough and they'd start losing weight and that then they're not about that. They're not trying to lose weight. And I would debate this because I think there's ways to eat thousands and thousands and thousands of calories without eating junk food. But it is true. A lot of people don't have that knowledge and they need to eat less healthy, make less healthy choices in order to get their calorie intake. But if they ate that same way as somebody that needed 2000 calories instead, they would be really hungry all the time because now they don't need those unhealthy food choices to make them not full because they're only eating half as much. Now, instead, they need something that's going to fill them up. Less healthy food options aren't going to be as filling. They're not going to be as satiating because they're going to have less protein. They're going to have less fiber. They're going to have less uh, slow digesting healthy fats. They're going to have more sugar. They're going to have more carbs. All these things that spike your appetite, spike your cravings, rather than filling your cravings and bogging you down with digestion. So the less calories you're eating the more you need those high quality food choices in order to keep you feeling full so that you can stick to your diet, you can stick to the calories you need to be eating and not gain weight or continue losing weight. So that's another way of looking at why high quality food is more important the less you're eating. And then a third reason even would be just energy levels. If you're somebody that's eating 4,000 calories a day, I don't care what it is you're eating within those 4,000 calories, you have enough energy to get through the day. If you're eating 4,000 calories of Pop-Tarts, then you're eating 4,000 calories of Pop-Tarts and you're probably going to be bouncing off the walls, whether you're eating broccoli or not. However, if you're on low calories, low calories means low energy. So you need to make those calories as high quality as possible so that you've got the, the nutrients the macros, the micronutrients that you need to feel, to not feel like crap, or at least feel as little crappiness as possible. So if you're eating, if you're on a really low calorie diet, say you're a woman eating a thousand calories a day, which I'd never recommend, but people do it all the time. If you're eating a thousand calories a day and your 1000 calories is coming from four Krispy Kreme donuts, you are not going to feel like you have a lot of energy. But if you eat a thousand calories worth of broccoli, spinach, all these things, you're still not going to feel like you have a lot of energy. But you're going to feel a lot better than if you're eating Krispy Kreme donuts. Because you have that food quality, you have everything that comes along with these healthy food choices that's going to help you operate on such low calorie intake. Whereas if you're just filling those calories with emptiness like sugar, then you're not going to be helping yourself at all. The reasons why food quality becomes more important the less you eat go on and on and on. But I feel like I've made my point and now it's me that's going on and on. So we'll move on. So everything we've just discussed is why food quality is more important the less you eat. But I feel like something that's really important to also discuss in this same episode is what actually makes food high quality 
And I could do a separate episode on every single thing that I cover that goes into food quality because there's so much to say. But I'm going to try and really briefly summarise all of them. I'm going to set myself a target of one to two minutes per because I tend to go on way too much talking, way too much rubbish, which I'm doing now. So um, what actually makes food high quality? Knowing this will allow you to tailor where your decisions need to lie you know, if you're somebody that kind of eats in the middle of those calories, so you're in that like 2,000, 2,500 calorie mark, and you know that food quality is quite important for you, you can be trying to choose, you know, make sure that your food is good for a couple of these. Whereas if you're somebody on a really low calorie diet, you know you need to be nailing every single aspect of this. So I think that's why it's important to be aware. The first thing and the big umbrella of everything else really is the macronutrient profile of the food. If we're looking at lower quality foods, it's generally hard to find lean sources of protein, healthy fats, complex, unprocessed carb carbohydrates. So if you're going for healthy foods, lean protein is easy. You've got chicken breast, you've got fish. If you're looking at healthy fats, again, that's easy. You've got eggs, you've got avocado, you've got nuts, easy. If you're looking at complex carbohydrates and unprocessed carbs, easy. You've got rice, you've got, um, obviously it's not complex, but you know what I mean. You've got rice, potatoes, you've got oatmeal, it's easy. But if you're eating low quality food, it's hard to get enough protein. If you're eating donuts and Pop-Tarts, Good luck meeting your protein targets whilst keeping your fats low and getting some good quality carbohydrates in to fuel your training. So that's what I mean when I talk about macronutrient profile. Next up is the micronutrient profile. So macronutrients are those big, most important things, but micros are what come underneath these. And this is things like fibre. I think fibre should be a macronutrient, but anyway, it's things like fibre. Um, and when you're eating low quality foods they are going to be very 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 minimal in micronutrients because you're not going to get something that is low quality so just packaged shoved on a shelf like a rice krispies bar or whatever it may be that's going to be packed full of fiber it's the things that are full of fiber are things that come from the ground they're kind of plucked and you eat them raw that that kind of thing you just don't get these kind of things in low quality foods. You see people, when you look at people with micronutrient deficiencies, 99 times out of 100, they are on a low quality food diet where they're eating fast food options or not enough food and all these things. And it's because they're not eating whole foods. They're not making high quality food choices. Next one to discuss is bioavailability. And this is basically the availability to your body of a nutrient. So when you eat protein, depending on the quality of the protein source, your body will digest and actually utilize different amounts of it. So a crappy source of protein, you might only be actually using 50, 60, 40% of it towards good. Everything else just leaves your body. Whereas a really good source, you'll be able to use a lot more, you know, 80, 90, 95% of it. So if you're eating a high quality protein source, such as chicken breast and eggs, these are extremely available to your body. Um, whey protein, extremely bioavailable. So if you're getting your nutrients from high quality food sources, 
the actual availability of everything within them to your body is going to be much higher. Whereas if you're choosing low quality sources, the, the macros within them, so that, that there's already not as much protein in them, there's already not as many micronutrients in them. And then even what they do have, you're not getting as much from. You're not, you're getting even less than you think with these unhealthy food choices. And furthermore, it's a bit controversial, but, but it's not controversial because it's science, but people will argue it. If you're eating plant sources for all of your protein, for example, it's not as bioavailable at all. So uh, plant, plant-based plant proteins, your body cannot access and utilize anywhere near as much of the protein as you can from meat sources. And this is the same with a lot of nutrients. There's nutrients which are fat soluble, so you have to eat them alongside fats for your body to utilize them. So if you're not taking them in the natural way to where, where, you, where your body can utilize them to their available for your body to use, then it's pointless. They're crap at that point. Next up is digestion rates. And this is pretty simple. You've got fast, you've got slow, you've got medium. We'll talk about extremes because as I said earlier, extremes are easier to under understand. So when you're looking at high quality foods, typically they're going to be a slow digesting to be advantageous to a diet because if something is digested slowly it means that your body is taking a while to get through it it's going to slow you down it's going to fill you up and you'll be uh, really going through what you're putting into your body a good example of this would be steak or oats you know when you have a steak and you feel heavy afterwards um same goes with oats it will keep you full for hours because that's how long it takes your body to, to digest and get through it on the flip of that, you've got low quality foods like McDonald's and Pop-Tarts, donuts, all this kind of stuff. You never really feel like that for long after eating these foods because they're much faster digesting. And obviously there are healthy foods. There are very, very high quality foods which are fast digesting and they can be advantageous for somebody that needs that. They need something quick before they're uh, about to exercise or they're going to exercise banana is obviously very fast digestion but when you're when we're looking at it from this aspect fast and slow digestion rates typically low quality food is going to be a lot faster digesting and you won't be able to benefit from eating that food as much in the terms of calorie restriction calorie density is another major one which probably should have been discussed higher up on the list but this is basically how many calories are within a certain amount certain weight of food so if you think about a tablespoon of peanut butter that's 100 calories one tablespoon is 100 calories do you know how much spinach is 100 calories it's like three bags full and imagine that in your stomach three bags of spinach in your stomach is going to fill you up so much more than a tablespoon of peanut butter by the way, I'm not saying that peanut butter is a poor quality food. I love peanut butter, but you know what I mean. So when you're looking at high quality foods, generally, generally speaking, aside from peanut butter, nuts, avocados, those kind of things, generally speaking, high quality food is much lower in calorie density. So you're talking about things like broccoli, spinach, potatoes, you can eat a lot more of these for less calories than if you were talking about even if the macronutrients were matched of something that's processed, you'd get a lot less of it. So, for example, if you're eating 
potatoes, you can eat a crap ton of boiled potatoes for 500 calories. But 500 calories of crisps or potato chips, if you're in America, which are potatoes, but they're heavily processed and much lower quality, 500 calories is barely anything of them. That's like half a bag, which you can eat like it's nothing. So calorie density of food is very important when keeping yourself feeling full and staying on track in the diet and high quality food makes it much easier to eat a low calorie dense diet. The last thing is the accuracy that these foods can be tracked with and this is something that barely anybody actually talks about and it's one of those things that when I bring it up people just don't believe it, it kind of blows their mind. But if you are weighing out 100 grams of potato or 100 grams of rice or 100 grams of banana, whatever it may be, you're pretty safe that you know the calories in that if you're tracking it on something like MyFitnessPal because banana's a banana, a potato's a potato. Do you know what I mean? Oats are oats. You know what's in them when you pull it into a uh, calorie tracking app like MyFitnessPal or MyFatSecret or whatever it may be. However, if you're eating something that's low calorie and uh, not low calorie, low quality, sorry, and heavily processed that's out of a packet, even if it's like a protein bar that's marketed as healthy, it's still heavily processed. It's still low quality. Don't let that fool you. You can't trust the calories on the packet you can't trust the macros if it says there's this many carbs and that much protein you don't know if that's true it's probably not true and there's two things that come into this for one when you're labeling that the fda when you're labeling foods they allow you to lie up to 20 percent due to manufacturing error so let's say you've got a protein bar that is 200 calories you can take that down to 160 calories and because manufacturing can be up to 20% wrong, it could be up to 240 calories. So now the label says that it's 80 calories lower than it actually is. So they're literally lying to you because obviously they're not going to put a higher number. They're going to put a lower number to make it more attractive. And the same goes for anything that's processed. What you see on the packet isn't spot on accurate. It can be up to 20% wrong. And then it can actually be even more wrong because of actual manufacturing error. So um, let's what one that's brought up quite a lot um, with people that they don't realize is wraps, like tortillas for food. On the packet, it might say that one wrap is, I don't know, 180 calories. And it will say that a wrap weighs whatever, like 30 grams. Then if you actually weigh the wrap, it will be like, 50 grams so it's nearly double the weight they're saying so actually what they're saying is that's how many calories is in 30 grams worth of their wraps they're not saying their wraps weigh 30 grams their wraps actually weigh 50 grams so you're getting nearly double the calories that you're that you think you're eating so that's why high quality food is really important when you're trying to keep your calories low whereas if you're eating 4,000 calories a day you don't really care if you're 100 or 200 calories over. If you're eating 1,500 calories a day, it's important to not be 100, 150 calories over if that's where you need to be for your diet or this point in your life. So I think I've explained my point quite well and I hope you agree with me. I've gone on way too long about this topic already, so I'm going to end the episode here. However, 
I really appreciate you listening this far. And if you do have any more questions on this subject matter, please do get in touch with me. Either leave a comment on this podcast, uh, message me on YouTube, Pushpool Podcast, Instagram at Pushpool Podcast, or you can email me uh, at pushpullpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Please do leave a like, subscribe, and until the next one, see you later, guys. Bye.